welcome everyone to the Talking Ball Y'all Picayune Post Game Podcast. This is the preview episode of the Van Cleve Bulldog matchup this week at Van Cleve. I'm David Burnett, joined by Slick, who will join us after we do an interview with Coach Fant. So Slick was able to get Coach Fant, got him for about 20 minutes, a real good conversation with Coach Fant on the matchup, some of his guys. He even talks about some of our guys on defense and uh, kind of what he expects from this matchup this Friday. So I think you'll really, really enjoy this interview with Coach Fant. We're going to play that first. Then after that, Slick and I are going to sit down and we're going to discuss the Coach Fan interview and also talk about what we think is going to happen this Friday night, followed at the end by a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a preview of all the games, but we kind of hit on the two biggest games this week in this region for 5A. So hope everyone enjoys. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can also listen to us on the MixLR app live every Friday night as we follow the Picayune Maroon Tide. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picayune Bank. With four branches in Picayune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Keel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. Hey everybody, have you heard about the new restaurant in town, Creekside Coffee Cafe? Stop by and get a cup of your favorite coffee, made by one of our great baristas, and have some of our yummy breakfast, lunch or dinner, pancakes, bacon and eggs, the hamburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, redfish tacos, and so much more. Don't forget the Brownie Alamo. Check us out on Facebook, order online, stop by the drive-thru, or come on in and stay well. That's Creekside Coffee Cafe. We'll make you happy. So joining me by phone today is uh, head football coach of the Van Cleve Bulldogs uh, and former Mississippi State Bulldog quarterback, Coach Kevin Fant. Coach, just want to thank you for taking time to chat with me and I also want to congratulate you on the team. Uh, you guys have a 4-0 start, 1-0 in district play uh, after picking up a win uh, last week against the Long Beach Bearcats. And uh, Van Cleef's best start, Coach, since 2010. I know you you played a big role in that. Uh, we talked a lot last time about, you know, Van Cleef being really known as a baseball school. And, you know, you've really came in and been able to, to change that. So congrats on this. And, and Coach, I got to add, because we you, you, you joked with me about this last time, uh, even with Coach Mike Leach's air raid offense at Mississippi State, man, you still got your name uh, on some of these lists. So you're, you're top five still in uh, career passing yards and completions, and you're top ten in career touchdown passes. So pretty good. I think we can put an asterisk by that because that's before throwing it around was a was a thing, right? Yeah, we would, uh, we still get in the two-back eye a good bit back in my day, but uh, – yeah, that stuff's meant to be broken. I, I, I got some records I'm not proud of up there too. So, uh, I don't, uh, don't look into that. The main one that I wasn't able to achieve more was win loss record. So that's the one that counted. Well, coach, I'm sure you're not alone with, uh, any, any college kid that's got some records that they, they wish they didn't have in college. So, uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, coach, I want to start backwards a little bit. 
and, and kind of go back to kind of how last year ended and some of the offseason stuff. I mean, you know, you guys play in a very tough region, uh, four or five A as as this pick moon. A couple close games down the stretch. Uh, really came down to that last game. Really close contest against East Central. You know, we had a lot of different scenarios. Uh, my partner David Burnett and I, we were really just juggling those things around, trying to figure out how it was all going to lay out. And when the dust settled, uh, unfortunately, your team uh, did not advance uh, to the postseason. So I want you just to maybe speak to how that's factored into the offseason and, and, and kept you guys motivated to be that close and, and know just maybe a play here or there um, might could have changed things coming into this season. I mean, looking back over the last few years, we've been in a lot of ball games. And uh, I heard from my old coach a while back and uh, previous coaches like Sims said it when I was with him. I mean, you know, sometimes the ball game comes down to about five or seven plays. The problem is you don't know which five or seven they are. And you got to play every one like it is the one that counts. And... You know, several of them ball games, especially last year, one play here and there that uh, we uh, do a little better on us. You know, we're in the playoffs. You know, East Central last year, you know, I make that decision over and over again. Uh, yeah, we sit on the ball at the end. We have a better chance to win, but we had to win by, I believe, eight or nine to uh, put them out and us, be, us get in. And uh, I told the guys – that I would make that decision again if it came down to it. So, uh, you know, we just talked about you got to start better at the first of the, uh, especially the first of the district, and <clears throat> don't put yourself in that position towards the end where it comes down to a, a win or points at the end. So, you know, that's uh, the name of the game. Sometimes game of inches or come down to one play. You just got to play hard every play, and uh, when it gets tough, uh, run harder. Yeah. And, and coach, I mean, just looking at your team and, um, looks like a tough team. Uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, man, I don't, I don't know if this is copyrighted by anyone, but, um, I've been stealing it and trying to use it as, as much as I can, but I'll share a quote with you that I read uh, earlier in the season, uh, where a, a pretty good head coach said, um, he described his guys as blue collar. He said like a woodpecker in a petrified forest, trying to find the next opportunity. Uh, I've liked that. I'm using that. I don't know. Are you familiar with that quote at all? Yeah. Uh, I heard it from a uh, – I can't even remember the coach's name. It was just kind of a funny uh, thing that I saw a while back. And, you know, and it, there's a lot of truth in it, you know. Life's tough. Not just football. And life's tough. And when it gets tough, you just got to be like that woodpecker in that petrified forest. You just got to keep working and looking for opportunities. Yeah, and uh, that's the way we look at it, you know. Uh, you know, playing a team like Picayune this week is going to be very tough and physical, and then it's not going to be easy. It's going to be just like real life when you get out in the real world. You know, you ain't, things ain't going to be cakewalk all the time. You got to uh, make tough situations head on and uh, keep uh, keep working. I agree with that, coach. Someone told me one time, "Love's like he said, life is really, really tough. I recommend wearing a helmet." I think that's uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of goes along with, with what you're saying there. So, coach, this season coming in, um, you bring about half your starters back, and the obvious, you know, holes there um, would be, you know, replacing a guy like your big wide receiver Oscar Hampton, and 
of course, the state's lead in rusher from a year ago, uh, Mr. Dayon Bilbo. I mean, I know those are, are tough shoes to fill and really trying to keep up with those guys at, at, at Gulf Coast right now. I know they're they're doing pretty well. Dayon's getting some playing time and trying to keep up with some of his numbers totals. But, Coach, I want to start with a guy on offense that has come in and replaced him. And I know he's a guy that had some snaps for you last year, but there just wasn't a whole lot of snaps to go around when you when you play behind uh, someone as good as Dayon was. Uh, John Peterson, I, I've got him listed at 5'11", 185. I don't have his numbers against Long Beach, but I know he came into that game, Coach, with uh, 900 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns. I mean, that's a 300-yard uh, average per game. And when I flip the film in on him, man, I see a kid with really good size, great vision. He's physical. And he's got good breakaway speed. I mean, Coach, am I, I know Dayon was special, but am I, am I crazy here to think that we didn't really lose a whole lot this year at that tailback position? Well, they're definitely, they're definitely two different style runners. John, John to me, is, you know, your old school, physical, downhill type runner. And Bilbo built himself into that. Bilbo, uh, a little faster than John, but, uh, and, well, John, you know, we preach about all the time in every position, not just John's, you know, know what your best asset is, you know, work on your weaknesses for sure, but know your best assets and, and use them to the best of your ability to help the team. And John is an old school downhill type runner and physical, and he runs really hard. And when he bought into that, you know, this year, uh, I think uh, sometimes when you look at other running backs run, you try to mimic yourself, but you got to find somebody that's more your style. And, for instance, me at quarterback, when I was getting recruited, I'm not going to an option school because I'm not trying to mimic an option quarterback because that wasn't me. And John took the heart to his style of running, and and he is a uh, leader for our team. And he's, he's stepped into that role in a major way. And, a credit to our offensive line. We got a lot of young guys up there. You got uh, people like uh, our defensive line coach's son, Dalton Toothman, a freshman who starts for us. Uh, he really brought in this year, and he's kind of gotten a lot better from his eighth to his ninth grade year. And so we've had some big people step up in some roles in front of John that's made that possible. So credit to them. Yeah, that's, that, that's great to hear. And, and Coach, I'll, I'll ask you one more question about John. And I know that um, you're keeping these guys focused and, um, you know, chasing records and, and accolades. And, you know, as you mentioned before, it doesn't really matter if the wins aren't there. But, Coach, I, I want to ask you, I mean, and I feel like Dayon would be John's biggest fan. He, he, right now he seems to be on, on par I think uh, Dayon was averaging somewhere around 271 a game last year. Is that anything that John's starting to think about, is, is trying to chase that state record? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, you look at it when people tell you. You know, John's a very humble young man, but yeah, in the back even of a humble kid, he's going, if it's mentioned, he's going to think about it. I mean, it's hard to not think about. But, you know, last 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 week, when the varsity was in, uh, I believe we scored every series the varsity was in, and John took a different role. You know, he only had, I think he averaged about nine, ten yards of carry last game, but he only had about 90 yards rushing, but he, he added another 90 or 100 in the passing game, catching a few screens 
out of the backfield. So I think he ended up with, don't mark my words on this, like 167, 170 yards, somewhere in there, total offense. Now, he didn't have the rushing yards, but uh, he contributed in a major way. So John's a guy, if I told him we were playing on Friday and I told him he was only going to touch the ball five times, but I needed him to lead block and switch him to fullback, he would take that role on. John just wants to do the best for the team and win, and he's a great young man, and that's why he wears number one because I've never given out the number one. Uh, kind of like Coach Alexander, we didn't have a number one. There's no number one player on the team, and that was his uh, saying. I kind of kept it until this year, and me and the coaches voted on it ain't going to be given out every year, but uh, somebody wants if a player wants the number one, and he is – all the intangibles of the leader, hard worker, and the most of all, humble. We're going to let him wear it. And John entailed all that. So we uh, give him the number one. I like that a lot, Coach. That's that's, that's really special. Um, so I, I, I'm going to ask you about just a couple more players and then talk to you a little bit about the matchup as well this week with Picayune. So looking at Hunter Parker, your quarterback, another guy, I looked at his stats. He came in and played six games last year, and he's doing a little better with production at numbers through four games than he did in six games last year. No interceptions, 228 yards, and three touchdowns against Long Beach. And Coach, talk a little bit about Hunter and, and how important it's been, because I know you guys are going to run it a lot, but to have a little bit of balance and, and how that's working in this year well i mean we try to be balanced but uh we're gonna take what we think we're the best at for that game and where hunter's done an excellent job this year is when he's been called upon it's completion percentage and you know that changes from game to game i think he's uh got a really high completion percentage for the amount of times he's thrown it and when he's been asked to throw it he's uh put the ball in good uh good spots so uh that's the biggest thing that Hunter's done for us this year is when his number has been called upon, he has produced. Does he make mistakes? Just like any other player on the team, but uh, just like Hancock, when things weren't going well at times, uh, we went to throw in several series, and uh, he threw excellent for us. But, you know, you know, that's what makes football so special, though. A lot of other sports, you can do a lot of individual stuff in team sports, but... Uh, in football, somebody's still got a block for you. Somebody's still got to catch it. So uh, you can throw eight, nine times and have five drops, or you could have nine catches. So uh, I think he was eight for nine, which actually on the ninth one, it was dropped. So actually he should have been nine for nine last game. Wow. Yeah, I saw his numbers uh -huh. and, and as far as yards and touchdowns. I, I, I mean, I had him at maybe 17 17 to 32 through three games for 232. So, as you mentioned, that's that's pretty good completion percentage on on any level, especially for a high school quarterback throwing a high school wide receivers. Um, that that's been very impressive. And a couple more guys. Uh, I know Big Allen Grime, number 79. He he's he's hard to miss on Friday nights. And I know Grimmy. he's back. It's pronounced Grimmy. Grimmy. I'll yeah. make sure we get that right on the air, Coach. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so Big Allen Grimmy, six five three fifteen. Uh, seems to be the guy that's opening up holes for those guys, and another kid that that stuck out to me, uh, Coach, because I you know I played the same time you did, and I know 
uh, linebackers were a lot different even when we played than they are now. They're a little smaller, a little faster. And, um, man, Ethan Davis, 6'4", 220, he, he looks like one of those old throwback guys. Um, looks really, really just tough nose, hard nose guy. Uh, so talk, I guess, a little bit about your big your big tackle and, 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 and Ethan. Well, uh, they step up in a leadership role. Ethan's a weight room. Uh, he's worked himself into who he is because uh, he loves the weight room. And Ethan's one of them guys that won his weight class in his uh, competition this summer. Uh, he's really worked his butt off to get to where he is and been a leader on defense. And Grammy, uh, he uh, didn't play the first part of this year. He broke his uh, wrist somewhere in his wrist hand. Um uh, during the spring, and he wasn't able to work out really. Couldn't even grab the bar at times for a squat. So uh, we had him doing a lot of, you know, body weight lunges and stuff. So uh, he was behind the first part of this year. So he's kind of picking it up each game because I think the first time he had contact was uh, maybe the second second week we gave him a little action second or third week we gave him a little action i can't remember it definitely didn't start in the first game so uh uh he's a little bit further behind this year than he would have liked to been because his broke uh wrist but uh grimmy has definitely uh over the last several years been one of the guys that we ran behind and then depended on a lot yeah you know, Coach, again, we talked about the, the baseball school thing, and uh, I see a lot of these guys, man, as I start watching film on them and looking them up, um, a lot of guys that are very very good athletes, especially at these skill positions. I feel like you got a, just just about a guy at every position that can probably throw the football if he needs to. So uh, I know that's a, been, been a big, big part of what you brought in is some of these baseball guys and, and, and using them. I know Max uh, was at one of your standout guys last year on defense that – has signed with uh, Mississippi State to play baseball. Coach, let, let's go to the matchup with Picayune, and and this is a just a lot of a lot of different things on this one. Storylines we could go into. It's a high scoring game a year ago. Uh, Picayune took it. It's a 69-42 win. Um, this Picayune defense only giving up seven points per game this year to its opponents. But I know if you if you flip the film on, I know you've been doing that. You'll see a lot of the same guys on this defense, same numbers, uh, not a whole lot oh, yeah. of changes. Most of them guys are intact. So <clears throat> your Bulldogs put up 312 yards on the ground against that defense last year. How has that factored into the confidence of your offense of, hey, we've, we've seen these guys, we face them, we put up some, some points on them, we can do it again. How has that played into the offense's mindset this week? Uh, I don't know if that's played in. We just uh... – uh, last year's last year. <clears throat> uh, them guys are a year older. And I don't even know his name. Number 29, Dickens linebacker, is fun to watch. This kid is yes. everywhere on the field, and he was good last year, and he's even a lot better this year. So, uh, um, you yeah, know, they're going to be tough to deal with. Coach, yeah, and, and he's one of those yeah, guys he is a, we gush over because he – he reminds us a lot of, of like a Dayon Bilbo. He's special, um, but because of his size. Yeah, I could put him anywhere on the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could yeah. put him anywhere on the field. He, he's, he's a guy that, had, you know, if he had the way he's playing right now, if he, he was 6'2", uh, 2'15", you'd have every college in the country down here breathing on him. 
he is a really great high school player, and the way he plays football, you know, I hope a young man, somebody, at least give him a chance at the next level. I know he's not very tall, but uh, he's the epitome of what I love in football. You know, it, that's what makes high school, high school football so great. You ain't got to be as big as Grammy. You can be somebody at his stature. You play home, play with passion like he does, and you can be a great high school football player. Yeah, no, I love that. And like I said, you know, a guy like him and a guy like Dayon, they're a little undersized. Um, you you just root hard for guys like that. And he yeah, he's been he's been a lot of fun to to watch. Um, and coach, I know for the defense, we'll flip to them. Um, this defense, watching them on on film, your team's physical. Um, they I've seen them create turnovers. Um, they're you know trying to get the ball. Just a just a tough nosed group. Um, the fact that they you know gave up sixty nine points this year. That's got to be some good bulletin board material for those guys this week. And are they talking about that? Are they are they really trying to use that to to get themselves ready this week? Uh, I think uh, what I what I'm trying to preach is you know when we play Picayune, uh, ain't really no bulletin board material. Or we're, we know who Picayune is. They're a great ball club. They've been great for a number of years now, and they're gonna play up a physical brand. And we know. Uh, <clears throat> We try to strive on that too, and we're gonna, uh, you know, try to. Like I told him the other day, we're gonna try to play physical and match their physicality, and, and then uh, give the fans something fun to watch. Uh, I don't. I'm not the guy that gets big on Baltimore material. You know, we we do what we do, and we got we got to come every day, whether we're playing Picayune or we're playing against our own junior high. We got to play the same. Uh, style of offense and defense, no matter who we're playing. And uh, you hear Nick Saban say it all the time. You know, people talk about, oh, you ought to beat this team or you ought to walk this team. And you got to play good football. And it doesn't matter who you play. If you don't play very good, good sound football, anybody you play can beat you. And uh, so we definitely know Picayune's a great ball club, and we're going to have to play with limited mistakes to be able to – away with a victory in that well there, there's no doubt it's going to be a, a slugfest coach and we're we're looking forward to it and you know i love to see uh you know i always say that that teams take on the the characteristics of their coach and you know you've always been a, a tough hard-nosed guy played football that way and uh your, your kids are starting to respond to that too so uh, man i just want to i want to thank you for your time it's always a pleasure because i've been looking forward to this one since we chatted last year and uh, well, I kind of want to say this, yeah, if you don't please, mind. Please. You're speaking about the baseball guys. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to give credit to our baseball coach, Coach Edwards, and his staff. You know, when I came in here, he's been a very great advocate for multiple sports like I am, and he loves, you know, his guys that play football and supports us, and that means a whole lot because you do have some schools that coaches get selfish and want them all the time. And uh, Coach Edwards did a great job. We have a number of players that play baseball. And uh, he has been excellent to work with. No, I appreciate you saying that, Coach. And uh, it definitely definitely takes a, a whole team. And it's always great when the coaches can work together. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to, to shaking your hand on Friday night. And, man, I think it, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I've been trying to watch a little film myself. And, my goodness, worst thing Worst thing my employer um, has going on for them right now is that I've got a huddle account. My goodness. My 
productivity is gonna, it's got to be slipping work-wise. I'm, I'm waiting for him to say something to me, but uh, I enjoy talking to you as always, man. And any any other thoughts from you, Coach, before we part ways till Friday? No, I just, I mean, no, I just appreciate what y'all do, uh, you know, trying to recognize high school football and high school sports and, uh, you know, letting some of these kids and, uh, you know, your community get involved more with uh, high school football. Appreciate y'all. No, that's that's why we do it, Coach. We appreciate you, and I uh, hope you have a good good rest of the week, good practices, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you Friday. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you, sir. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. All right, now I'm joined by Slick. You just got to listen to Coach Fant, head coach of Van Cleve. Gave Slick a 20-minute-plus interview. Uh, Slick, man, <laughs> boy, Coach Fant really loves to talk, huh? Man, he, he's a lot of fun to interview, Dave, and just a passionate guy. You know, you look back at his playing days um, at Moss Point and then, you know, his playing days at Mississippi State. Pretty good quarterback, and – just a tough-nosed guy, man. He's just a hard-nosed, hard-working guy, blue-collar. He, he mentions that, and his players have really taken on that one of this year. Yeah, you can tell that a lot from last year's uh, – what we talked to, you know, talked to him last year. And then this year, I felt like he was going to talk to you for um, an hour, and you kind of like – it sucked, but you kind of like, man, we got something – we both probably got something to do, <laughs> so you had to cut it short, but – some of the things I took from the interview, Ricky, and we'll uh, we'll kind of talk about it. And I, I mean, he it was a little strange. We just me and you kind of talked about this going on before, and I'm gonna get this out there now. They coming in four and zero. They uh, they won their non district last year. They were one and two in non district. So this year, and they they come in undefeated. I think they. I think they got a lot better team this year as far as a whole. Um, you, everyone knew they were going to have to replace Bilbo. Well, they did that. They got Peterson, who uh, Coach Fant talks about and uh, you talk about, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about him later on. But, man, Long Beach, the first district game, you kind of wanted to see what they were going to do. Um, they were able to put Long Beach away, but Coach Fant kind of talked a little bit about um, – it's kind of a strange point in that interview where he was talking about JV and stuff like that. So it's kind of, I guess, did you see anything on that film? Like, cause I, 
I'm a little confused by, and me and you both, I think, kind of are, a little bit confused what he was talking about in that game. What did you see on that film? Yeah, it sounds like he was kind of rotating back and forth, maybe his uh, his varsity and JV, but, you know, John Peterson's numbers, he he, give, he gives those in the interview, and, you know, he said he was, he was averaging about 10 yards per carry, but, you know, I think it really just kind of uh, speaks a little bit to Van Cleve's defense and, you know, as I mentioned in, in the interview with him and from what I've seen, Dave, they're a, they're a hard-nosed defense. They're going to be looking to strip the football, but they're probably more physical than they are fast. Um, you know, I saw a defense that allowed Long Beach's wide receivers to get behind their secondary uh, pretty much at will. Um, they caught some of those passes. They dropped a few. But um, I think it, it, it does speak to this, this defense and really their, their ability to come out with this offense that they run and be able to, to, to dominate the clock and, and keep it out of our hands, uh, that's going to be a really, really important thing for them. And it's kind of been the old adage of this year. We've talked about this a lot with this Picayune defense. Um, your best defense against Picayune is a good offense, and it's going to be important for them to come out and, and be able to control the clock and get a few first downs, move the football. That's, that's definitely got, got to be a goal for them uh, coming up this week. Yeah, and kind of you, you hit on Peterson's numbers in the interview, and he was on pace for unrealistic numbers to hit as far as carries and yards. But then, like you said, Coach uh, Fant talks about what he did in Long Beach. Do you think possibly – they toned him back a little bit, looking ahead at Picayune, maybe like, man, we really can't afford to lose this guy because you would think he would have had a lot more yards against Long Beach, especially averaging 10 yards. And and he said it in the interview about him, how he's, um, you know, do anything you ask him to do. So in that game, it called for him to catch a little bit more out the uh, backfield. So that's what he did. He said he would block if he needed to block, whatever. Um, was asked of him, but do you think they kind of laid back off of him this past Friday just to rest him up for Picayune? That's a really good uh, point by you, Dave, and a good thought process to think about. I mean, I think it was really how the game was 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 just playing out, and Coach Fant spoke about that. Look, their identity is going to be to run the football, to run it um, a lot, you know, and put put the ball in, in, in their best players' hands, and that's going to be John Peterson as much as possible. Um, but you look at this quarterback for them, Hunter Parker, you know, he's 5'8", 135, one of those guys that plays pitcher and shortstop for the baseball team. So we know he's a good athlete. I mean, he was 17 of 32 uh, for somewhere around 200, 232 yards through three games, and, and he threw for 228 and three touchdowns against Long Beach. So I think that, you know, he, he really looks at his offense as, you know, we're going to do – what we feel like gives us the best opportunity to win based on a matchup. And I think that's why we, we saw the numbers that we did, uh, not only from Peterson, but also from their, their quarterback. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this and, and I don't, I mean, he didn't say it, but you kind of had a feeling like he thinks he's going to be able to run the ball maybe. Um, and they did last year. So I guess you, you look at last year's matchup and man, it was, we, I mean, we're going to go over this again. I mean, Maybe this, hopefully it'll be the last time. There's no day on Bilbo, and Bilbo had a field day um, against Picayune last year. 69-42 victory for uh, the Maroon Tide. So Van Cleve was able to put up a lot of points on on uh, Picayune last year. But he kind of – he didn't say it, but did you kind of feel like he 
thinks they're going to be able to run the ball? I mean, I think that he would have to feel that that way. I mean, they put up 312 yards in the ground. Most of that was Dayon Bilbo. And, and, and Dave, I mean, I look at John Peterson on, on film and this, this 5'11", 185-pound senior, you know, all the things that I mentioned in the interview that, that I could see from John Peterson, I don't think you're losing a whole lot there at that pillback position. So, yeah, I, I think so. And I think for Picayune coming into this game and, and for this week, I think that around this locker room, um, these kids and these coaches, they're probably talking a lot less about, hey, this is the team that we scored 69 on. They're probably talking more about this is the team that scored 42 on us and, you know, rushed for over 300 yards per game. So I think this Picayune defense is, is coming to this game with a lot of pride um, over their past uh, few games. They've, they've only given up seven points. Uh, to their opponents. So I think that they're really looking to fix that and rectify that um, from last year. So I think there's a lot of motivation there for this picking defense to come in and make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, and I think uh, they got to feel like they're going to be able to run the ball. And so I'm I'm sure that's what they're going to try. Run down some of what last year's team for Van Cleve looked like. And Coach Fan even touched on it. Last year, it went down to the last game of the season for them to make the playoffs. I had forgot all about it, but me and you had – I know we had discussed it um, in one of our episodes before the season had ended last year. The East Central had to win by a certain amount of points. They and Even in the interview, Coach Fan felt like he probably could have won that game, but he knew he needed to get those points. So he did what he said he would he would do it again. You know, He went to try to beat them with the points – and it ended up not being that way. But run down a little bit of what happened last year for Van Cleve and how they're uh, how they're doing this year. Well, I mean, if you look at Van Cleve's schedule, I mean, this is a team, you go back to 2020, Dave, and they were they were three and six. Of course, they played in region eight four A in 2020. Uh 2021, they were five and seven. And and as you mentioned, barely missed the, the playoffs and, and they're coming in now four and oh and you know, they've really been able to kind of go back and, and run some, some vindication against some of these opponents that defeated them last year. Um, they, they were able to, to win against Green County. That's a, a team that they, they won against last year, but it looked like it was a forfeit. And then Hancock, they lost. Um, Moss Point, they lost. They won both of those games this year, and now they're, they're coming into the district 1-0. I mean, I think they're definitely a playoff team. Um, it's just going to be a matter of where they fall in, in that seedings, and I'm, I'm not going to change from, you know, my original, uh, you know, perspective of, of Picayune. And I think that Picayune is going to be the, the team to beat in this district. There's no doubt about that. But that two, three, and four spot is, man, it's really up for grabs. And you know, you look it back in 2020, they, they played um, East Central in, in, in that division as well. I mean, it was a close game. I think they lost by two points. They lost by a touchdown last year and, and that's a team that really looks like them on film they're they're very physical they run you know downhill football running the football try to control the clock and um that matchup between them and, and, and east central down the road is going to be one that could be pretty interesting to look at yeah and um that could <laughs> could have a big bearing on what four teams make it into the playoffs and i mean no I mean, even if I wasn't following Picayune, it'd be crazy not to think that they weren't going to be the district uh, champ. So, um, it's just 
this I think this is going to tell a lot about Van Cleve more than Picayune. I think I look for Picayune to come make a statement, and I wouldn't be surprised with some trickery this week against for Van Cleve. I think this is a game where they they know they the odds are stacked against them as far as talent wise. Uh, um, Picayune's way more talented than um, Van Cleve overall. I mean, Van Cleve has some talent. I'm not saying they're not they don't have any talent. I don't expect a game like this past Friday where, um, you know, 40, what, 42 to nothing at halftime. I don't expect that. I mean, if it happened, I wouldn't be totally shocked, to be honest, but I don't expect that at all. I think Picune's going to have to work for it a little bit more. I think this defense is going to be a lot better than last week's, and I think the offense is going to be really um, a lot better than what we've seen from Pearl Central last week. So I expect a good close contest at least through the first – first half and then i think picayune may have to you know may pull away late with uh and then it may not even look like a close game at the end but uh sometimes some of these games don't play that way i remember years ago picayune was uh playing gaucher and um gaucher wasn't very good at that time and i think they turned the ball over like five six times so and ended up almost losing it or they did lose. man i can't believe i can't remember that i think we ended up pulling it out but it was super close and and gaucher had no chance of winning that game except Picune fumbled like, you know, five, six times. So so anything can happen is what I'm trying to say. I, I know I'm rambling there. But uh, anything else that intrigues you about this matchup against Van Cleve this week? Well, I think if you look at Van Cleve's offensive line, really how they're going to line up, Dave, I mean, uh, Coach Fan, I mean, he, he raved about Amarion. And, uh, you know, when you rave against a player – on the opposing team, it, it means that you have to probably be thinking that you would be scheming against that player. And we know that Amarion's so good in space. And, and I think that looking at this offense and this offensive line is going to come out, Dave, and they're not going to have a whole lot of gaps. Um, and, you know, for our listeners, they, they're going to line up basically with their feet touching one another. So there's not going to be any splits there, any space. They're going to try to operate out of that. So I think that it's going to be definitely the most physical offensive line that we face this year for Picayune. And, 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 and I'll say this, Dave, this is going to be our best running back. Look, I'll, I'll go to war with our backfield any day of the week. I think we got the best backfield in the state of Mississippi and maybe even beyond that. But I think that John Peterson is probably going to be the best back that we faced thus far in the season. And we may look back at just like we did last year and say, man, he might be the best back that we faced. Uh, at, at any point in the season. So I think it'll be a good test for this picking defense, a test that we haven't seen yet. And, and, and Dave, I think that our, our front four, our defensive line, mainly in those tackle positions, I think they're going to have to play a really good game to, um, this Friday night. Um, they would definitely have to be on their A game and, and to be able to, 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 to have some kind of uh, influence on how this thing plays out. So you think with Coach Fant talking, I mean, and he absolutely – gushed over uh marion tyson which we do every week i mean we're watching it front and center every friday night and uh just a great kid and uh absolute uh tackling machine do you think that maybe if they do try to uh scheme uh could open up a big game for hickman i think it's possible and i, I think that really if you can eliminate the linebackers from being able to to run out, you know, anything outside, you know, we know Marion's going to eat that up, and and uh, McGill and Hickman have been good in, in those places as well. But you know, like you mentioned, 
with uh, some of the, 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 the things that, that Coach Fan can come out and do, you've really got to expect the unexpected. I mean, last year against Picayune, they opened up with an onside kick. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that Friday night. And against Long Beach last week, they opened up with a, a double reverse throwback to the quarterback, and he hits a wide-open guy one play, and they, they scored. So just about anything you know could be done against this Picayune team. But in order for them to try to throw the football, they're going to have to establish the running game, and that's, that's what no one's been able to do this year. That's a tall task for this uh, Van Cleef team. And even you know the, these linemen that they have that look pretty good and pretty physical – uh, on this this offensive front for them, they're going to have to really come out and and get something going because really when this quarterback Hunter Parker had success throwing the football, it's been off of the the play action because everyone's now coming up and trying to defend this run. But yeah, I mean, I think that you know if, if you if you get everyone in tight like that and you're running north and south uh, with a football, it, it it makes it hard for your linebackers to find the football in those situations and be able to influence those plays. When you go outside, man, they can eat that up. So I look for a lot of north and south uh, running from Van Cleve on Friday night. Yeah, I think so, too. I, th- I don't think he's going to get away from what's got him here. Um, I do I do believe, and I mentioned that a little earlier, I do believe we'll see some trickery from Van Cleve. I think when you're the team playing with house money, everyone's going to pick, pick you um, to win, just about anybody but a Van Cleve homer would probably pick pick you in the win and so he's obviously going to probably play that underdog role with his guys and it's probably going to be in his coaching staff too i mean you're going to go out there and if you if you lose this one you really don't have much it's not really hurting you as far as what your season accomplishment is is or your goals really like uh everything's still there you're kind of where you you know people thought you would be so it's not really going to set you back is what um i mean but if you were to win this game wow what what kind of eyes could they possibly open if they were to knock down um pick you on friday night and uh i i just don't think they have it quite enough not saying that pick you will um can't be can't be beat but uh i just think that this friday i think pick is going to make a statement that they really I don't really think they have to make a statement because I think everyone knows how good Picayune is. I just think this team's a little different than most. Um, I could be – it could just be me slick, but I, I don't know. I think they're out to prove something, and I think uh, they did that last Friday. The way they played, the game was well out of hand, and you would not be able to know that the, what the score was. If you were just watching a game and didn't know what the score was – you would have thought watching our defense that that's, that that was the closest ball game of the season. They were relentless. They liked that all year. So I think they're going to come out this week, and I think they're going to put put Van Cleave away probably middle of third quarter. Um, now anything can happen, but um, I don't know what your thoughts on how you think this game could play out. No, I would I would agree with you. Uh, you know, one hundred ten percent on on your analysis, Dave. And honestly, as I mentioned before, I think that the best thing going for, for Picayune this week is, is we've talked about how do you how do you keep your guys dialed in? I mean, they, they're very good um, really at every phase, and they know that. Um, these kids know that. But, man, you, you, you've you got an opportunity to come in and and really try to fix 
what you think was a pretty bad defensive uh, performance the last year, and that's going to drive this team. So that's a really good thing for Picayune. And, and I think if Van Cleve's going to have a chance in this football game, Dave, they're going to have to steal a few possessions from Picayune and also be able to move the ball uh, offensively. And, you know, just taking a look at, at our season, I mean, we've, we've laid the ball on the turf um, a little bit more than probably this coaching staff would be happy with this year. I think that Van Cleve's going to be trying to do everything that they can to strip the football. And, you know, ball security is going to be really important for these picky and running backs, these the specialty guys on Friday night, because that's what they're going to be looking to do, because they know they're going to have to distill a few possessions to stay in this football game. Yeah, I think uh, – I really think they – it's just, it's going to take some of those lost fumbles or an interception if Picayune decides to try to throw the ball a little bit. Is it's gonna Van Cleve's gonna have to get every opportunity they can get, and uh, if it just it would just have to go their way, in my opinion. So, last week in district, we're gonna run down district a little bit slick if you don't mind. Last week, Picune yeah. won, um, against PRC, um, Van Cleve won last week, and then against Long Beach, um, East Central beat West Harrison and that was kind of one of the games that we were kind of intrigued about. Um and then Gauchet beat uh who did Gauchet play last week, Slick? Um uh, George County. Gauchet had uh George County, yeah, yep. and that one was one that you know you talked about at the half that was pretty close. I think it might have been tied up and Gauchet pulled away late. So I mean, look it's very early in, in district play, but right now the teams you mentioned, Picking Van Cleve, East Central and Gauchet, they're all one and oh right now at you know, looking at the matchups this week, Dave, we got East Central at PRC. Um, Gauchet's going to play Long Beach. And really the the other one, because I think that we had the premier matchup in the district this week. This is going to be the best matchup in conference this week. But I think the other one that I put a star by to really pay attention to is uh, you, know, you got a 3-1 and one West Harrison team that's coming in and playing and, and a winless 0-4 George County team. How's George County going to respond? And, man, if West Harrison can, can get this win – against George County, I think that puts them in a really tough position. Um, as we mentioned uh, during our, our, our district preview show, um, they could be the, the, the team that's on the outside looking in, kind of like Bankley was last year. So that's going to be one that I'll pay a lot of attention to. Yeah, I think that's going to be the other one. I think, uh, I mean, I think East Central will handle Purver Central, and then the Gauchet is going to take care of Long Beach. So I think but between our game – in that game, the other two I think are kind of set. Um, but you're right; I think we had the premier game. But that East Central, um, I mean, that George County, um, West Harrison game could mean a lot for West Harrison. I mean, this could be where if they're going to make the playoffs, this they have to have this game. I mean, I know you just said a second week of district, but for a team that historically hasn't. I mean, I don't even know if they've ever made the playoffs since that school's been out. Um, so they got a lot stacked against them every year. So, I mean, Coach Quincy does a great job. We had him last year. He's a great guy. He's he's doing very well with that school. Um, but I think this week, you hate to say, a, if you, you know, second district game is a must win, but I believe for West Harrison, that's going to be a must win game. And if they do that, then uh, I think you're going to be more right on your uh, prediction of the district because I you had Van Cleve getting in and I had George County getting in. 
if George County loses that game, then I don't see them making the playoffs. Um, because I, I think Van Cleve would beat them because I think Van Cleve's better than West Harrison. But uh, man, this is gonna be exciting. I think we got Van Cleve this week, and then we get through the middle part. I think that we still have a that East Central game, and then I think uh, I think the district really the top two teams are Gauthier and Picayune. And that game, the district title could be decided at the end of the season. We'll see how it plays out. But um, as far as this week, two games probably in the district to really pay attention to is Picayune and Van Cleve and then um, West Harrison and George County. Well, Slick, um, man, I want to tell you that was a great interview with Coach Fant. Um, I can't wait to – I mean, I sucks. I won't be there. I got to tell everybody I won't be there Friday night, so – um, we will have the Twitter taken care of. So I got someone going to run Twitter for us. Drew Esslinger going to step in and man the Twitter handle for us, Slick and Dave, this Friday night. And then Slick and Clay and probably Darren. I'll probably get Darren in there and do a post-game podcast this week. Um, maybe with Darren to sneak down there and get us some interviews for the uh, post-game. And Kylie, who plays at Gulf Coast Softball, is going to play her first fall game Friday night, um, Friday evening, Friday night and mobile so i'm gonna have to skip this one and go watch my daughter play softball so um but slick tell everyone how to find you darren and clay on friday nights live doing a broadcast yeah definitely dave so we'll be live at bankley stadium on the air at 7 p.m and you know you'll hear from myself and uh the voice of the picking maroon tide for the talking ball y'all media group uh, Clay Sweet, man, that, that guy is about as good as it gets for a, a play-by-play guy. I'll be doing color, and Darren will be rolling the sidelines. Um, he'll probably join us, Dave, for our, our pregame stuff. He may come up for halftime, and um, as you mentioned, he'll probably come in and do some of the, the postgame podcasts uh, as well. So we're, we're looking forward to a good matchup, and man, definitely going to miss you. It's always um, hard shoes to fill. You do a great job with this podcast and the pre- and the postgame stuff, your prep, and uh, everything that you do on the sideline, um, you know, uploading videos and managing our uh, Slick and Dave Twitter account, man, it's just a lot of a lot of man hours that goes into that. So we'll definitely miss you, but man, we 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 wish Kylie and uh, her Gulf Coast uh, Bulldog softball team the best, man, as they're in Mobile on Friday night. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun, and I think, uh, man, the Twitter thing's fun. I'll be I'll be listening to you guys, so it'd be the first time I get to listen to y'all live the whole game. Usually I have to go back and listen while I'm riding down the roads. But uh, I want to thank everyone that's listened. Um, finally getting uh, district capped off. Hopefully Tide will go 2-0 and this week. And uh, we'll move in and get ready for next week. And Slick, thanks again. I'm um, glad you got that interview with Coach Fan. It was a great one. Um, I hope everyone enjoys. And uh, we'll be there Friday night. Thanks again. It's going to be a lot of fun, David. And, I, and I'll mention, too, you know, if you haven't already, you can download the MixLR app. That's M-I-X-L-R, uh, you can search for Picayune, and that's how you can uh, tune in to our, our live broadcast. As I mentioned, we'll be on the air at 7 p.m. on Friday night, and you can go back and listen to some of our historical games throughout the season as well to, to get a perspective on those. Yep. Thanks, Slick.